the Durham report is out and being ignored by the liberal politicians and the liberal media. Barack Obama tells us what he is most concerned about in the world today. And guess what? I agree with him. The Department of Agriculture is wasting time worrying about your kids drinking chocolate milk. The new Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue is out. And all I'm going to say is don't look. Don't look. I will tell you why. And a lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 234 of the Random Thoughts podcast, spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and yes, episode 234. There's numerology in there somewhere, no question about it. Time keeps on moving, and the world keeps on getting more insane, it would appear. The big news, of course, the Durham report finally came out years in the making, but it doesn't matter. As we've predicted about so many different things, even when there's an investigation done, nobody cares. The results doesn't matter. People just deny that the report is correct. Everybody does live in their own little bubble right now. We have a story about that with former President Barack Obama. But the Durham report says that the Russian collusion was made up. No surprise, probably, to most people listening to this. But the investigation, which took years, points back, as I've reported in the past, to the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's why it was started. It was a smear campaign, knowing that it wasn't true, knowing that there was no evidence behind it. You had the FBI pick it up and start an investigation. The Durham report points to things like our friends over in the UK, when given wind of this, were like, "Uh, we're not real comfortable with this. There's no evidence there. We don't want to be tied to this. But in the Durham report, it is written, quote, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. Again. Neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appeared to have any evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. Zero. It was fake. 100%. It was all done to smear candidate Trump. And I think we know throughout his four years as president, the FBI didn't just go, oh, well, let's start doing our job again. Let's snap back into being the country that doesn't act like a banana republic. Let's go back into believing that the laws of the land actually matter. No, that is not 
what happened. But now you have an investigation that has evidence that shows this whole thing was a farce, but the Democrats and the news media still don't believe it. The news media overall ignoring it. And the Democrats are coming out and just being like, no, no, that's not true. No, no, it's we know we still believe it. The records show that President Biden attended a meeting back in the summer of 2016, at which then CIA director John Brennan told him about the Hillary Clinton campaign's scheme to manufacture the Russian collusion narrative against Donald Trump. And this is coming directly from the report, quote, specifically, Director Brennan's declassified handwritten notes reflect that he briefed the meeting's participants regarding the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on 26 July of a proposal from one of her campaign advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security services, end quote. So this goes all the way up. The White House knew about it. Didn't care. Joey Biden knew about it. Does he still know about it? I don't know, because I think Joey's brain is mush. But he was very clearly told about this. and continued to spew the narrative about Donald Trump's Russian collusion all the while the Joe Biden crime family was going about and making millions of dollars from foreign entities. But nobody wants to talk about that either. It's amazing, isn't it? When a House committee comes out with evidence, something they never had against Donald Trump, because it doesn't seem to exist. If it did, I would tell you. Because as I've mentioned in the past, didn't vote for Donald Trump the first time around. And I just want to get to the truth. It seems that the Democrats all just want to get together and bury the truth. Because Joe Biden, no question about it, after this investigation was told about this, that this was nothing but a Hillary Clinton campaign fabrication. But he ran with it. Why is nobody asking for Hillary? to be put into jail. I mean, all these people want Donald Trump in jail and everything that they accuse him of appears to be made up. Most of it happened 30 years ago and it's a he said, she said thing. Well, this Hillary Clinton campaign thing, there's actual evidence that points right back to Hillary. So why isn't she in handcuffs? Why isn't Hillary in the orange jumpsuit as of yet? But Joey knew. The media is ignoring it, just like they ignored all the stuff about the Biden crime family. There were some people that wanted to know why that they're standing by this. Some of these folks claiming to be journalists, they're not really journalists, but some of these folks claiming to be journalists actually won Pulitzer Prizes for the investigative reporting, right? I mean, it's more like fiction writing, but the investigative reporting that they did in terms of around this crossfire hurricane thing, the Washington Post was contacted and 
And the question was like, well, how, how can you just keep your Pulitzer? This was all a fake. You were wrong. And a Washington pokes, so Washington pokes. Yes. The Washington post spokesperson said, quote, the post stands by its reporting End quote. I think that tells you everything you need to know about the Washington post. They reported on a story endlessly. And that story has now been proven to be a fabrication. When then called upon that fact, the Washington Post says, nope, we're going to stick by our original story. Tells you everything you need to know about the media. It tells you everything you need to know about the society we live in. And it shows you where we are currently at, which is a point I believe that may be already too far down the rabbit hole to come back from. Barack Obama made a comment. Jesse Waters over at Fox made fun of him, but I'm not going to make fun of him for this comment because I think he's right. Jesse Waters took this in a little bit of a different way. But Barack Obama was asked what keeps him up at night. And with all the stuff going on in the world, what do you think's keeping Barack up? Do you think it is the crisis we have at the border? Do you think it is the amount of fentanyl that's coming in that is killing people each and every day? Do you think it is the mental health and homeless crisis that's going on in this country? Do you think it is the massive rise in violent crimes through cities like Chicago and L.A. and New York? Do you think it is the massive amount of shoplifting that's going on where there are large retailers and grocery stores leaving a lot of these depressed areas. Do you think it's any of that? No, no, that's not what worries former president Barack Obama. His answer to the question of what keeps him up at night was quote, the thing that I'm most worried about is the degree to which we've now had a divided conversation in part because we have a divided media. When I was coming up, you had three television stations, and people were getting a similar sense of what is true and what isn't, what was real and what was not. Today, what I'm most concerned about is the fact that because of the splintering of the media, we almost occupy different realities. Now, people will say, well, that didn't happen, or I don't believe that, end quote. Now, you can make fun of the fact, and that's what Jesse Waters did, that none of those things I mentioned, like the border crisis and the fentanyl and the homeless, the, all of that, no, no, it's more that you can't push the narrative is where Jesse Waters went to it. But I think Barack Obama actually has a very good point because I have made this same point over and over again on this show and elsewhere. And that is due to the way media is today. You have such varying reports of events that happen that there is absolutely almost no way to get to the truth of what's going on 
without getting somebody's bias, without getting a narrative being pushed. It is almost impossible to get factual information. And Barack Obama saying, I thought it was interesting when he was growing up. You had three television stations and people were getting a similar sense of what was true and what wasn't and what was real and what was not, he said. Now, how do we know that what was being spewed at that point was truth? I mean, it was accepted as truth, but we didn't have the alternate media to the extent that we do today in order to come out and say, hey, 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 wait a minute, we disagree with that, and here's why, which is why getting facts where you can is vital. Because in Barack Obama's world, and I grew up in a similar one, if we had COVID-19 happen at that point, what was being pushed would have been on the television screen, and we would not have had the internet, we wouldn't have had the Twitters or the TikToks or the Facebooks or the YouTubes where everybody else could get on and give their opinion and report the news as they see it. Now, a lot of people should never be reporting the news because they're just going to lie to you no matter what, because they have an agenda and they're trying to make money or whatever. But what we saw with COVID-19, again, as an example, was a bunch of accredited doctors stand up and say, wait, 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 this doesn't make sense. This is what we think you're doing wrong. This is how we think this should be treated. And while they weren't 100% right, the mainstream narrative that was being pushed seems to be way less than 100% right. But it is in this fracturing of the media that allows for all of the hate and division and not trusting the other side. This is where this all is allowed to fester, and it will just because of the way the human brain works. You can go out there now, and you can very easily find things that are going to agree with whatever your preconceived notions are. And if you're not specifically going out and trying to find facts, you're just going to go find somebody that's saying what you believe and then just jump on with them. The thing you should be doing is listening to both sides, having a really good BS meter, and trying to figure out from the things that you've learned from both sides what can be proven and what can never be proven. When somebody comes out and says, Donald Trump took me into a dressing room 30 years ago and did this to me, well, that's a hell of a story, but can it be proven? If it can't be proven, then you have to really ask yourself, do we want to be that society that convicts somebody without a preponderance of the evidence? And it seems like maybe we are. It seems like at some point we've turned into a society that instead of having to have the evidence and being innocent until proven guilty, now it's you're guilty until you can be proven innocent. But there's a lot of times you can't prove that you're innocent. 
I can say, hey, you, yeah, listening, you stole my car. You could say, no, I didn't. But can you prove you didn't steal my car? It gets to be very dangerous when the media is undoubtedly at this point covering up for the president. It's funny because all they wanted to do was convict Donald Trump of things that he didn't do. Now they want to specifically ignore all of the crimes. It would appear that Joe Biden and his family have done. So people then go to alternate media. Is a very interesting side note. On Friday of last week, just a few days ago, for the first time ever, an average total viewers for the prime time, CNN had less total viewers than Newsmax. 335,000 people watched CNN last Friday during prime time, and 357,000 watched Newsmax. There's a lot of people listening to this who are like, what the heck is Newsmax? Yeah, it is a conservative media outlet that has made its way onto some of the cable and satellite services. And it's another further splintering of the media. But you can look at this and go, you know, people like Keith Olbermann, who are nuts, absolutely mentally insane. Somebody should do a test on Keith thinks that Fox News, he has said, quote, is a threat to democracy. Keith doesn't even understand that we have a republic, not a democracy, but heck, a lot of people make that mistake, so I will give it to Keith. But to have a free society, you need to have those multiple outlets. You can't just have one media conglomerate that is spewing one thing out to the public because that is authoritarianism. That is no uh, free speech. That is not something that will lead to further debates and further growth. It's absolutely insane to not want to have those multiple media sources out there. But with that said, I think Barack Obama is actually correct. We need to be worried about the fact that the different media are able to influence people on such a level. And nobody's being taught how to think anymore. Nobody's being taught how to reason. Nobody's being taught to look at a story and say, well, what part of this can you prove? What are the facts? What do both sides agree on? Maybe start there. Because if there's anything both sides can agree on, That's either really good or really bad, depending on how you want to look at it. But you need to have that critical thinking ability to be able to consume the news that you are and try to figure out what makes the most sense. When it comes to the Russian collusion thing, we now have a report that was compiled over years, which got as many facts, I think, as humanly possible. And it seems that the Democrats have never been able to prove any of what they've ever said was true. And now the other side appears to be proving, and Durham's not really even the other side, 
But now we have evidence that none of the other side of that seems to be the truth, that there was never any evidence whatsoever. It was all made up. And then the FBI ran with it intentionally to hurt the chances of Donald Trump being elected president. Once you get those facts out there, there's very little, if you have critical thinking, there's very little that says, no, no, that was true. That was true. That whole Russian collusion thing. But that's what the Democrats are still spewing. That's what the mainstream media is still spewing, which is probably why Newsmax is starting to beat CNN in total viewership because people understand that what is being spewed out just is not true. And I don't understand. If you want to watch entertainment, watch entertainment. You shouldn't be watching the news for entertainment. You should be watching it to get to the truth of the matter. If you just want somebody to tell you what you think, there's much better places to go. There's a lot of podcasts out there that'll do nothing but trash Donald Trump or whoever you want them to trash for the whole episode. Tune into that and go, yeah, 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 yeah. But when a news organization becomes about entertainment or pushing an agenda rather than, you know, giving you accurate news, then you do have a problem in the society because people will believe it. Then they make their decisions based upon it. For the people here in Chicago, we have a brand new mayor who is even more liberal than the outgoing mayor. So when crime gets worse and all of the poor people in their neighborhoods keep getting shot more and there's more gang violence and there's more drugs and there's more deaths when there's bodies piling up in the streets, you voted for it. But they're too stupid to know because if they're consuming the media, if they're following the BLM people on Twitter, uh, they're being told that the, you want to be in on this. You want to be in on the super liberal agenda. It's going to save you. It's going to give you everything you want. We're going to give you millions of dollars in free housing and everything you could possibly want. Because people are too stupid to realize that if something looks too good to be true, it probably is. I mean, almost assuredly is. I mean, maybe you win the lottery once, but not every day. This is something, again, if you had critical thinking ability and the government's telling you, hey, we're going to give you millions of dollars just for being you. And you go, well, you know what? I don't think our country has millions of dollars to spend because we're trillions of dollars in debt. No, never look at the facts. The Democrats never seem to want you to look at the facts because the facts are not the friend of the Democrats. But the Democrats, I mean, Barack Obama, He's worried about the media, the Biden administration's Department of Agriculture. They are worried that your children are consuming chocolate milk in school. Not a joke, as Joey Biden would say. Not a joke. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is moving to ban chocolate milk and other flavored varieties in elementary and middle schools as part of Establishing new dietary guidelines, the Wall Street Journal reported on Monday of this week. They have a quote from Cindy Long, the administrator of the USDA's Food and Nutrition Service, saying, quote, 
Flavored milk is a challenging issue to figure out exactly the best path forward, end quote. I mean, there's a great quote there from the USDA's Food and Nutrition Service Administrator. Flavored milk is a challenging issue to figure out exactly the best path forward. This is what these folks in these government agencies are doing all day long. They're sitting around, it seems, going, wow. Flavored milk, that's a real head scratcher, isn't it? What should we do about flavored milk? And with all of this stuff, Michelle Obama was behind a lot of it in the past, and I've covered it here where the students did not like the nutritional guidelines that Michelle Obama put out there. And it is an interesting issue. I don't know if it's that challenging, but kids can be a little bit of a finicky eater. And you have a balancing act when it comes to what they're being provided in schools. Now, I never really had this issue much because I don't remember the schools providing the food when I was in elementary school, when I was in junior high. This was all like you brought your brown bag, you brought your own lunch. In high school, there was, okay, a cafeteria and you could buy the food. But the balancing act you have, if a school is providing, the meals for the children would be kids could be finicky eaters. So you want them to eat something, but if you're sitting there with the buffet of broccoli and cabbage, they might go, mm, not going to eat that. And then I don't know, is there somebody's job at the school to force feed them what they have to get in? I don't know. Doesn't seem to be a system that makes a whole lot of sense. You want to have a balance. You want to be able to keep, give the kids something that they enjoy, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, there's a little bit of sugar in it, but overall, it's fairly healthy compared to some other things. Nothing wrong with a turkey sandwich, things like that. But they're worried now about the flavored milk because, you know, kids are just drinking gallons of this stuff while at school. And I do remember going back to elementary school, having the choice between the chocolate milk and the regular milk for your little daily snack time. And I always went for the chocolate milk because it tasted better. Regular milk is, yeah, just kind of blah. But here is the reality in this again. When it comes to governmental agencies really worrying about this, this is something we're talking about unless something is drastically changed in the school system. You're getting like one milk a day. You're getting it at lunch. You're getting it at a snack time or something like that. And the difference between, I looked this up, I did some actual research for this show. When I looked up at our local grocer, their version of 1% regular milk and their version of 1% chocolate milk, one cup of each, the regular milk was 100 calories for the cup. And a chocolate milk was 160 calories. So we're talking the difference of 60 calories over one day. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal to have the difference between 100 calories and 160 calories. I don't really understand why a government agency is sitting around going, you know, we really need to do something about this. Those kids might be drinking chocolate milk and. And that's an extra 60 calories they're getting a day. Now, I don't know how kids could possibly burn that many calories off. It's insane. 
It is absolutely insane. This is when you know as a nation you have too many laws and you have way too much of a bloated government. I'm way more worried about bloated governments than the school children getting an extra 60 calories because they opted for chocolate milk. Where with a lot of kids, the option will be like, no, no, don't like regular milk, not going to drink it. So at least with the chocolate milk, you're getting the calcium in. You're getting a little bit of nutritional value. It's like anything else. You have to make a decision based upon logic. And in the case of a lot of governmental agencies, they just don't have the logic. And if you're really more worried about what flavored milk the children are getting, then you know we've gone just a little bit way too far. And speaking of going way too far, oh my goodness, it was years ago that I started harping on the, I'm sure, nice folks over at Sports Illustrated who have totally destroyed the swimsuit issue for everybody. It is now... Not only something that is not worthy of buying, it's something that you now have to worry that you might accidentally see if you go to the grocery store or something. Do not look at the magazine racks. Do not. You might accidentally see Martha Stewart. Yeah, that Martha Stewart, 81 years old Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It's disturbing on a lot of different levels. Or you may see Kim Petraeus, who is a biological male, also on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They've got four different covers. So you're really taking your chance. This is the ultimate in newsstand roulette because they have four different covers and two are fairly attractive women, Megan Fox and Brooke Snader. They each got a cover. But then Martha Stewart and a biological male not those are not good odds they are not good odds you do not want to take that chance it's the over wokeness of the world continuing down that path and i guess what i would really like to know is how many people actually buy the sports illustrated swimsuit magazines anymore because they used to be an event but now they're just scary they are plain scary they are nothing but woke And I don't know who wants to look at Martha Stewart in a bathing suit. And I don't know many guys that want to look at men in a bathing suit. I mean, hey, you got to do you. But you can see what happened to Bud Light. And maybe you could make by using some extrapolation where Sports Illustrated is going by continuing down this path continuing to stick with the we got to stay woke no matter what it's doing to the bottom line because equity is important it is a strange world we live in isn't it but that's why you are here listening to the random thoughts podcast it is a value for value podcast though which means if you've gotten any value out of the show whatsoever it's up to you to put a number on that go over to our website random thoughts r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts.com slash donate where you can click the donate button for a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. Use the QR codes or wallet addresses to do the crypto thing. You can use the snail mail address if you want to go that route. If you're on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash random thoughts. And if you have a podcasting 2.0 app, 
You can send us some boost. You can send us some Satoshis. It's all very much appreciated. For today's show, our buddy Redbeard Jake was listening a week ago to the show I did about the sitcoms, and he sent in a thousand Satoshis saying, now I know which shows I need to watch again. Exactly. That's what I look at a lot of these lists for when they say, oh, wow, these horrible shows didn't stand up well at all. Those are usually the ones that were the funniest show. That's like code for Gen Zers when they say it didn't stand up well, that it was actually very funny and you might actually enjoy it. But that's all we got this week from uh, Redbeard. We appreciate that. We implore you. I mean, this was episode 234. Think of all the different numerology things you can put together. And you can do the same thing for the next episode, 235. Support the show. Keep it around. Keep the microphone sounding good. Keep the audio quality top notch. Because you know, this show has better audio quality than like 99% of the podcasts that you listen to. And I get it. If Joey's hands are so far down in your pockets right now that monetarily is not an option, Go to wherever you download your podcast, leave a glowing review, tell a few friends about the show. It all helps and it is all very much appreciated. With all of that said, I will be back next week on Wednesday with another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 